So I, we need to take a break from our series that we just started last week. As I was getting ready, researching, putting things down, the Lord said, no, 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 you, you, you need to preach something different because tonight at sundown, so the trumpets, and we could preach a whole, you know, series of message on, on trumpets, and I'm not going to do that this morning, but that, that, that blows in the new year. And here's something to remember. One of the things about Rosh Hashanah, what the Jews believed about it, is that in order for, that, in order for the coming year to end well, you have to start well. If you want it to end right, you got to start right. So all of you are blessed. You're, at least you're in church. You're starting the new year out right. This is a good time to make, uh, to make any changes in your prayer life or your Bible study or whatever you want. You know, instead of doing it January 1st, now is a good time. Go home, pray about that, and, and set up and say, all right, this year is going to be different than last year, and here's what we're going to do. I have to lighten up a little bit or I will, I will explode up here. Jesus, I feel dehydrated or something. I, Lord, Jesus. Let's talk about Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. And it's not just any new year. This, is, this year starts a new seven-year cycle. Okay, every, every seven years, right? And then every 49 years, there's a whole year, the 50th year, that we celebrate Jubilee. And that's probably when Jesus was here. He said, this is the Jubilee. Amen. So uh, that's probably during his ministry. But so we're celebrating a new year. And basically, in a nutshell, what I think what the Lord is saying and by the way, I, we need to respond to this message. Um, in the next five Sundays, we will. And one of those Sundays, I'm going to just look at our vision and see what God is specifically saying for Journey Life Center. Amen. Uh, most, most churches do that in January, but I feel it's more appropriate to do it in the fall. So we're going to do that. But right now, I just want to speak generally in the spirit what God is doing. And, and basically in the sentence, there's going to be a great shaking. I, you say, well, I thought we've already been shook. No. No, no, we haven't been really shook yet. And not only a great shaking but there's going to be an opening of old wells, places of revival. And, and, and not just in the spirit realm, but actual physical locations that perhaps were wells of revival many years ago, decades ago. And now those wells, those portals of glory are starting to come up. I know we've been through a terrible year, but it's interesting that there have been other great financial, uh, uh, how many know that this has been a horrible year financially, you know, for the stock market and businesses. It's, it's this year, the markets are way down. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to retire. Now I have to wait another. <laughs> I'm just joking. But it's interesting that, that previous 
crises like this have, have also occurred on that last year of a seven-year cycle. And the next year was a year of spiritual breakout. Now, that includes, listen to this, that includes the 1929 crash. Y'all remember that? <laughs> Only in the history books. Amen. The Great Depression. Now, it took, it took almost to World War II to, to finally get out of that, but revival began. Revival broke out in 1930 all over the country. How many remember the 1987 crash? How many remember the 08 crash? Amen. The housing bubble thing. And now with COVID, especially in 22, and after each one of those, we saw a fresh move, fresh revival. Uh, we, 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 we felt that shaking first, and then revival would follow in all those cases. Interesting. Now, I don't know if financially we're going to bounce back right away, but spiritually something powerful is about to happen. How many want to get in on that? I don't want to sit on the beach and say, ooh, that's a big wave. I want to be out on my boogie board. I'm not getting on a surfboard. I mean a boogie board. And I want to ride that wave. Woo, glory to God. I don't want to just say, ooh, that was a big wave. No, you know, so many churches were blessed. I want to be blessed. I want my home blessed, my family blessed, my church blessed. Amen. So the Lord began to give me scriptures that identify what's going on. How many want to know what those scriptures are? Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4, a couple here in Daniel. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. How many know the book's starting to open? Until the time of the end, many shall run to and fro. How many know people are so disconnected now? Families spread out, people constantly moving. Nobody's grounded, rooted anymore. And there's this constant movement. And knowledge shall increase. Boy, if you, if you even realized, I've been looking into this, you know, ongoing thing I like to read and look into this stuff. If I had an hour, I could blow your mind with some of the things that are coming, things that you think are 10, 20 years away that are really one or two years away. Artificial intelligence. It's huge. It's everywhere. In fact, some people are afraid the machine is going to get smarter than us. Terminator, here we come. Who knows? The machines might figure out that they could run us better than we can run them. Artificial intelligence is huge. Um, it's, uh, I know some of you say, I'll never get in a car and me not drive it. Yeah, wait. You're going to be driving down the road in the next year or two, and you're going to see semis go past you with nobody in it. And you, Will, will be out of a job. <laughs> but 
uh, self-driving cars, they already have them. Uh, all this stuff, uh, artificial intelligence is everywhere in every industry, probably more so than you even think. Virtual reality, right? And we think, oh, that's just about gaming. No, it's not. They're using it now. Listen, they're using VR to train surgeons how to, how to operate. They're using VR to train skiers how to go down their slopes. In, in they're training pilots how to fly planes with virtual reality. Some of these are so good, they will literally freak you out. If you put those goggles on, you'll be like, ah, ah, the dinosaur really ate me. So it's not just about gaming anymore. It's virtual reality. This hologram technology. You think it's cool that you can... Uh, 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 FaceTime somebody, and you actually see their face. Uh, you can throw it up on the TV. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the Jetsons, right? And, but, but what's coming is they're going to be able to hologram a person into your room, and they're going to be standing there right in front of you. Yeah, hopefully you're not in the shower when the phone rings. There's that. There's still, there's that now, really, if you think about it. I, I don't know if you heard about blockchain and all that stuff, uh, how that's affecting uh, uh, security procedures and, and uh, accounting and the whole financial world. Everything's being connected all over the world. Hello, Antichrist. All these things, bio, uh, uh, biogenetics, uh, in other words, uh, messing with, people's DNA, trying to create a better person, all that stuff. Listen, that's evil. Read Genesis 6. Last time somebody tried to do that, giants were formed, freaks of nature, because the DNA, don't ask me how those angels got with women. I don't know how that happened. I haven't heard about it lately, but I... It happened, and there was judgment, and I believe that's what changed DNA and created giants. In fact, I believe if you're over six foot tall, you probably have some of those. No, let's not go there. <laughs> that, you know what that's called? That's the revenge of the short guy. Amen. That's what that is. <laughs> Listen, we go on and on, but the next couple couple years, not decades, are going to really blow your mind. And we as Christians are going to have to face uh, face some real issues and questions on what we can be involved in and what we can't be involved in and what's going to be forced on us. Come on. So let's look at Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25, and we see the battle here. He said, he shall speak the devil shall speak pompous words against the Most High. He shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and he shall intend to change times and law. <laughs> Let's make it legal to kill a child two seconds before it's born. Let's make that legal. Well, they're doing it. And they're making it legal. That's just one example. 
Then the saint shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. It's probably a reference to the, um, to the tribulation. But the court shall be seated. I said the court. At some point, God's going to say, let's call the court in. Here come the judge. Amen. <laughs> And he's going to be seated, glory to God. And, uh, and then uh, uh, they shall take away his authority, his dominion, his power, his authority. It's going to be taken away. Oh, hallelujah. I, listen, I know he's called the prince of the power of the air, but God's the king. Kings outrank princes. Woo, glory to God. The king is coming. The king is coming. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of his kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to Journey Life Center. The saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Give him praise in the house. Wow, are you hearing what I'm saying? My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. It says his, 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 his strategy, as we read last week, is to wear out the saints with words. Wear out the saints. Hello, newspapers. Hello, nobody reads newspapers anymore. <laughs> hello, right, social media, hello, newscasts. There's an abundance of words, most of it lies. I think it was Adolf Hitler who said, if you're going to lie, lie big. Just go big. Just tell the biggest whopper you can, and the bigger it is, the more likely they'll believe it. And they did, and they are. He's trying to wear out the saints but as this series we're going to preach, he said, we got to learn how to be resilient. We can't let him wear us out. I think it's the number one thing I hear from people is I'm just tired. I'm weary. I'm wore out. Some of it's our fault for taking on more than God told you to. But even then, those that are doing the will of the Lord were in such a battle. It's just like that thing we battled this morning, and uh, about 80% of that has lifted off me now. But it was so bad, I had to sit down during part of worship. It, 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 just, it just, just takes everything out of you, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Genesis chapter 15, a lot of word today. Genesis 15 and verse 13. Then he said to Abram, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, right, Egypt, and, they, and, they, and will serve them, and they will afflict them for 400 years. Also the nation whom they serve, I will judge afterward. They shall come out with great possessions. How many know whenever you come out, you come out with great possessions? Oh, you lost a good place to say amen there. 
Now, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. He's kind of answering Abraham's question, and that is, why 400 years? And, a lot of, and some of that was good, and some of it was, right, there were, there were slaves to build the pyramids. The iniquity of the Amorites, here's a key here you need to get a hold of, that, because people ask them, why does God put up with? Why does God allow this, that, or the other? Here's the answer. He moves when it's full. There comes a point, listen, every evil thing that happens is recorded and put in a bucket. It's not like God doesn't see it or doesn't intend to do anything about it. If people are attacking you and think bad things are happening to you, you know, you want, where's God? Why isn't he moving? Believe me, he's collecting evidence. Come on now. And there's a bucket, hallelujah, and when that bucket is full, he says it's time to act. And I'm telling you, this world has about filled the bucket, and he's about to move. He's about to visit the earth again. He's about to come back. It's just about full. Can I get an amen? There's a tipping point. There's a tip. Imagine scales, the old-fashioned scales. And, and when it tips totally one way, God moves. How will God move? Hebrews chapter 12. Is this okay? Hebrews 12, verse 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are re- how many are registered in heaven? Anybody got your reservations made? I know, I know a lot of you are excited about a cruise, but I got something better than that. General Sammy Church of the Firstborn are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Remember, we preached about blood talking. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Remember what the devil's strategy is. Run his mouth till he wears you out. You got to tune that out and listen to this. The devil ran his mouth in the wilderness, and Jesus kept responding, It is written. That's all he needed to do. You don't need an argument. You don't need to start a debate. You don't need to get any help. You just need to quote the Word of God and shut up. It speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall, uh, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. 
There's a whole lot of shaking going on. My God. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. They're not just going to shake, they're going to bake. Man, I'm on a roll this morning. Our God is a consuming fire. He's going to not just shake them, he's going to remove them. How many want some devils removed out of your way? Hallelujah. Woo! As of things that are made, that the things which cannot be, I mean, no, there are things that can't be shaken, may remain. There's things in your life no devil can shake. Come on, church, I'm trying to help you. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be let us have by which we may serve God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Shake and bake. Amen. There's a word coming. I don't need to be in church. You need a word. I know you can read it in the book, but sometimes it makes a difference to get it from an anointed prophet, to get a prophetic word that comes to you in the body of Christ on a Sunday morning in a power. I just, you know, people, I don't have to go to church to be saved. No, you can get in by the skin of your teeth. I don't want to just barely get to heaven. I don't want to get to heaven and say, man, that was close. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, I, that was grace. Well, it's grace for all of us. But I want to walk through the center of the gate. <laughs> and my confidence is not in me or what I did, but my confidence is in him who saved me, redeemed me, forgave me of my sins, and put me in a place where I can serve and live with him forever. Hallelujah. That's where my confidence is. Our God is a consuming fire. The voice of blood is tipping the scale. I, I don't need. I can't. I don't have time to preach that old message again about vo about blood having a voice. I don't have time. Go get the scripture. Go to our website. Go to YouTube. You can get it. Listen to it. But but blood has a voice. You know what I believe? I believe killing several million babies in the womb, that blood had a voice, and it's speaking, and God's not going to ignore. It's the truth, whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, I just want to be careful what I say. What he's saying is, that, because the question is, what's going what's gonna to shake and what's not going to shake? And here it is. Whatever's connected to him is safe. I'm the vine, you're the branches. We'll preach more on that. Whatever is connected is what will not fall. 
We will receive a kingdom if we stay connected. I heard Tim Sheets say this over and over again. He said, much more is coming. Much more. It was like a prophetic word into my spirit. Much more. Say much more. We're, living, we're going to be living in a much more. Not, not just getting by season. Not just enough season. Whew, glory to God. But we're going to be a more than enough season. I, I, I'm just tired of those days where we go, boy, I'm glad I made it through the day. And, and we, get, we ask people, how you doing? I, I'm just making it. I'm just barely getting by. Listen, there's an anointing coming. It's a much more anointing. It's an anointing, my God. It, at the end of the day, you're going to be better than you were at the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, you're going to feel better than you did when you got up that morning because there's a much more blessing coming upon the church. If you were smart, you'd say, amen. That means I agree. Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah. Chapter 1, verse 4. Right? How many know Jeremiah? Not the bullfrog. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, I I need to repent. I'm on the verge. I'm on the verge of being wrong. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, (laughs) how many of you are okay with my craziness? Let me see. You're okay with, I don't. Get the notes. The bullfrog is not in the notes. It just pops in my head. I just got to believe God has a sense of humor. Otherwise, I don't know where this craziness is coming from. Before I formed you in the womb, he knows by name every aborted baby before it was given a name because it has a name. Oh, Jesus. Somebody had a vision of heaven. Can I, can I give you this real quick? They had a vision of heaven. All these aborted babies were like little cherub angels just floating around the head of God. And he would actually just breathe them in and breathe them out, and they were just all the closest thing to him were these little cherubs. I don't know if that's right or not, but I, that's, I don't know, that's cool. Before you were born, I sanctified you, set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Watch this. I said, oh, <laughs> Lord God, I, I can't speak. I don't have a voice. I don't have a word, uh, for I am a youth. I'm just a teenager. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. God don't want to hear Your excuses. He's saying, don't make excuses. I've called you. Don't say you can't when I've equipped you. Don't say I'm not able when I am your strength. Somebody's getting this. 
But the Lord said, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Now, this is important because how is the devil wearing us out? So what's God's response? A word in your mouth. And it's not going to have to be wordy. You just say it is written, and it shuts off hours of idle talk. Listen, do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Don't worry about what to say. The words will be there. See, I have this day set before you over the nations, over the kingdoms. Wow. There's an anointing coming to root out pull down. I'm talking about what's happening in our culture here. Throw down, destroy, to build and to plant. I'm beginning to see some of this. Maybe it's temporary. I, I, I I don't know. But it seems like some things are being revealed. Some of the lies are being revealed, exposed. How many know in the last days there'll be great deception? And the problem with deception is you don't know you're being deceived. <laughs> and the problem with the church today is they don't want to hear correction. So if you tell them you're being deceived, Immediately they interpret that wrong, that they're, you're calling them unsaved or a devil or something. I don't know. What. No, no, listen, listen, you need to be open to correction in these last days or you could fall into deception and not even know it. And one of the ways you know you're being deceived is how prideful you get when somebody confronts you. Am I helping anybody? Or y'all t- just tuning me out? I'm not deceived. I can never be deceived. I have never been deceived. You're deceived right now. Jesus. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. Are you getting me? Are you feeling me? Let's jump over to verse 17. Therefore, prepare yourself and arise. Speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. Warning, warning. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar. Hello, teenager. And bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princess, against its priests, and against the people of the land. I have raised you up. Put a word in your mouth. They shall fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. There's a word for you. Don't say I'm not qualified. Listen, God's going to raise up people in these last days that the devil has never seen, that the devil has never had to deal with before, people that are going to blow his mind. I'm talking about people that God's going to raise up that are going to be in more power than the first century church believers. 
How many believe the end is greater than the beginning? The early and the latter rain together.